The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. We spent the majority of last week down in Orlando for the PGA Merchandise Show. And what you're going to hear today is uh, kind of a conglomeration of some of the interviews that we did with different uh, folks in the industry. It's really intriguing, I think, to get down there and uh, just talk to some of some of the people in different areas that you don't think about a lot. We talk a lot about professional golf, about the PGA Tour, about the European Tour on this podcast. But we talked to CEOs from places like Top Golf and TrackMan and Supreme Golf, just other spheres in the golf world that, uh, again, we don't often touch. So uh, I will throw it over to those interviews right now, and I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back to the 2020 PGA Merchandise Show. My name is Kyle Porter. I'm here with Jonathan Ride of Supreme Golf, CEO of Supreme Golf. Jonathan, how's the week going? It's been tremendous. Yeah. Always exciting to come to the PGA show, and it's been a tremendous week. What's your favorite part of it? Because there's, you know, the, the people I've been talking to, there's a lot going on. You're going to dinner. Some people are playing golf. You're at the demo day. It feels like you can't catch your breath. What, what about this show and what about the week do you most enjoy? Yeah, I think it's the collection of people in one location, right? Because yeah. in, our, in our business and in business today, everything's on the Internet. Everything's on a conference call. Everything, you yeah. know, there's no reason, you know, you know, not to do that. So for me to meet everybody in one spot, doesn't matter if it's a golf course owner, if it's the, you know, president of the PGA or if it's yourself, you yeah. know, we all get to meet together and talk golf. And, yeah. I, and I think it's really fun. It certainly humanizes everything more because you're usually just chatting, you know, on Slack or email or text or whatever. So I, I, I agree with you about that. I think that makes... Uh, it may, uh, honestly, it, it kind of galvanizes people together, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. And we all have an interest in the game. For right? sure. No matter what it is, if it's from technology or playing the game or hats or apparel or media, yeah. you know, it's great. Absolutely. So what have you guys been working on? You know, I know we've talked over the last few years, Supreme, Supreme Golf has grown. That's right. Uh, what, what about 2020, uh, excites you the most? What are you guys working on for the next year? Yeah, we had a banner year in, in 2019. It, it was just tremendous. We really grew, um, did a lot more advertising on our consumer platform, yeah. which is the, the world's largest tea time marketplace as it comes to tea time inventory. Um, Supreme Golf really stepped out, advertising on, on a lot of television, a lot of digital, and it really grew our customer base. Yeah. Um, so it was a tremendous year for us. We're super excited going into 2020 on the consumer platform because we're multiplying that again. Mm. So we're going to continue getting in front of people, showing them that we're here, and um, we're just excited. Because once they find us and they see the selection and the inventory of tea times we have in 41 countries, so it doesn't matter where they travel, it's just awesome that they see it. How difficult is it to trust that that advertising and that marketing is going to pay a dividend, right? Because you, you, you get into it and you're like, on some level, hope this works, you yeah, know? That's exactly right. And then when it does, obviously it's a good thing, but is it hard to kind of trust it going into it? It, it is, but as you know, you know, you've got to hire great people around you. Yeah. You know, and we have a tremendous team at Supreme Golf, and I don't want to be cliche and say we're family. Um, but, you know, we play garbage can baseball and, and basketball in the office. Yeah. We all get along pretty well. Yeah. But these guys are experts in what they do. So I trust their decisions um, on where we advertise, how much we spend on advertisements um, to attract. And then obviously from the technology side and the customer experience side is creating a product that people want to use. Yeah. You know, it doesn't – I could spend all the money in the world, but if they come to my product and it's, eh, it's okay, it doesn't work for us. So we always want to be the best out there. So you talk about people that are – kind of over different areas of the company, where do you feel like you thrive the most whenever you're 
you know, leading the company? Is there a specific area where you're like, okay, I know how to do this. I feel like I'm good at it. This is the lane that I kind of need to stay in. Oh, personally? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely hire a lot smarter people around <laughs> me, right? That's the way to do it as a CEO. Um, mine, I, I think it's vision. Okay. You know, I know what we want to do. Um, we want to be pro-industry, pro-golf, pro-business, pro-golfer, um, and we're driven to do that. Um, so I, I think that's where I excel in what we're looking. We're always looking at what's next year, what's the year after, how are we going to get there? And if you think about it, we started as a um, tea time marketplace, a yeah. Trivago kayak of golf. That's where we started. Right. Now we have the, absolutely the best course software in the industry. You know, and major management companies, over a thousand golf courses have joined it directly. Um, and that's four up. You know, when we bought a, you know, a very nice, you know, position in four up, we joined the board and they are excellent at what they do. Yeah. Experts. Yeah. Um, and then the next part for us is now we'll evolve into business solutions. Mm. So we talk with people, we talk with the industry, the PGA, the NGCOA, asking them, you know, what should I be looking at down the road? Yeah. You know, I've been meeting with Jeff and Jay for probably four or five years, you know, way ahead, way before of, you know, where we, we got with the technology and the business. Right. So when you think about, you know, we had some guys from uh, Top Golf on yesterday, and you think about places like that. Do you see uh, places like Top Golf? I know there are others like that. As uh, is that a competitor to you? Uh, you know, I, I I think when we talk about this week, and everybody's here, you're like oh, everybody's growing the game, but at the same time, it's competitive, right? That's right. And so, right. how do you view different places like that? That are, I don't want to say taking away from people uh, booking tee times to, to play right. on, on courses, but, um, you know, is, is there competition there? How does that work? I think it's excellent, actually. Yeah. You know, you got Top Golf, you got companies like Drive Shack coming yeah. in um, to take a position. To me, if you can introduce more golfers to the game, and they do introduce a lot of first time golfers, yeah. Um, once they get good enough, they're going to want to go to green grass. Yeah. You know, and I think that's when you benefit a company like Supreme that sells on the consumer side tee times, when you benefit the local golf course, and you benefit the golf industry. So anything we can do to introduce golfers to the game, I think I'm all for. And don't forget, you know, you can book a bay at top golf online as well yeah. right you know and soon to be drive shack on there as well yeah um so it's you know you as long as you can book it technology makes things easier so. what year did you start supreme golf 2011 we started in under a different model 2014 is the trivago kayak do you look back at uh like 20 2009 2010 leading up to that and and look back now in 2020 and be like this is this is crazy that this it's all happened crazy yeah. even go forward a couple of years and that when we had our first 10 by 10 at the PGA show, yeah, right? Yeah. And now we sit there in a 40 by 40 yeah. and you sit here, you know, with guys like yourself. I mean, I couldn't have got your attention two years ago, <laughs> you know, and now to be able to talk to you and talk about golf and talk about things like, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's amazing to think of that. What do you think you're most proud of when you, when you think about the, the, the kind of decade run that you guys have had? Yeah, I, I think it's our commitment to industry. Yeah. I, I think we do a very good job. We're not perfect. You know, we, we know that. Um, but we try, you know, we want to go in, we, we always try to, you know, you got the, uh, your designers and you've got your branders and you've got your marketers and it's what is the actual mission of the firm? What yeah. are you trying to do? And I think it might sound oversimplified, but it came down to, you know what? We want to drive more rounds of golf. Yeah. We want more people playing. We want more rounds, you know, going. We want this local club pros happy that their tee sheets are full. We want you happy as a golfer that, hey, I didn't even know this course existed. Yeah. Or you're traveling in Australia and it's easy. So I, I think, you know, it comes down to that. We just want to drive more, na you know, more people playing golf and more rounds. What's your, what's your favorite kind of feedback to hear from people like me who are going out? I play, you know, uh, once a month, once every two months. Right. You, I'm sure you hear feedback yeah, from people sure. like that. What What is the piece of feedback that you're like, you know what, that's awesome. I love hearing that from the consumer, the guy that's playing once every six weeks. Yeah, I think it's just that we make it so easy. Yeah. Right? You know, you can go to Supreme Golf. You can search near me. You don't even have to put in a city or a state, right? Yeah. You can literally say, hey, I want to play golf. And, you know, with your travels or wherever we are, sometimes you just want to decompress. Yeah. You hit near me. You find a course. You find the rate. You find the time you want. And you hit buy. And yeah. it's that simple to get you on the golf course. And I think that's what we like here and that you make it easier. But I can tell you we're never satisfied. Yeah. You know, we have a totally new redesign coming out in March. Um, on the apps, on the um, on the website, and it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. Again, to push it even further and make the consumer experience easier. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, 
Hey, it's been a great week. I've enjoyed the simulator back here yeah, all week. That's right. I've been using that, yeah. so we appreciate you guys bringing that out. Uh, as always, it's good to talk to you, and congratulations on everything. Thank you so much, yeah. and that's thanks to TrackMan. They're pretty good to <laughs> us. So, yeah, thank you very much, and great seeing you again. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to the 2020 PGA Merchandise Show. My name is Kyle Porter. I'm here with uh, Top Golf CEO Dolph Burley. Dolph, how's it going this week? We're having a great week. We've got a lot of people here. We're so excited about the many dimensions of our business that we can explain to people. So it's it's a lot of fun. You and I live uh, pretty close to each other in Dallas, and yet we came uh, 600, 800 miles to chat in Orlando. So. And, and we were expecting warm weather, and we didn't get yeah, it here in Orlando. It, it's not golf playing <laughs> weather, which means you need to go to Top Golf to play your golf. Thank at. you for that. So whenever I think about Top Golf, I've been I've been with friends. Um, I actually don't think first about golf, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm unusual in that. I don't know if that's unique. But as the CEO, how do you want your customers, your consumer, to think about Top Golf? Well, we have many different types of customers across the different things that we do. So perhaps the best thing for me to do is to share that we're a global sports entertainment brand. Yeah. And we're a platform company focused on connecting people in meaningful ways. And it we're a combination of hospitality and technology and sports uh, and a whole lot of fun. And uh, I think as it relates to golf specifically, uh, we're really growing the game by introducing a lot of people to it who might not ever have thought that they would be a golfer because we're very inclusive and we have a lot of great programs around just introducing people to the fun of golf, but in a social setting in a ways they can connect with their friends. You were just telling me about uh, you guys are having tournaments worldwide. Is that is that correct? Well, that's exactly right. And um, maybe what makes sense is for me to just share the different parts of the business yeah. so that uh, we can... Uh, illuminate the different parts that people might not understand. So many people in America understand us as a venue business, yeah. as you did. We have 58 venues now all across the country, uh, just recently opening uh, outside Washington, D.C., and not long ago in Cleveland. And um, and we have over 20 million people a year who come to the, those venues and enjoy top golf at the venues. But uh, that's only part of what we're doing. Uh, we're expanding that internationally, first of all. We're open in Australia, and later this year, the international business for venues will open in Monterey, Mexico, and okay. also in Dubai. That's a franchise program, and you may know that um, we uh, inter- we uh, let everyone know that we're opening uh, uh, through a partnership in China yeah. uh, and also Central Europe, and uh, so uh, we're covering the globe ultimately with great top golf venues. Yeah, but uh, that's just the venue business, and I think the question that you asked and, and the observation you made about the global tournament pertains to Top Tracer. So Top Tracer is the technology that is seen on TV when you're watching tournaments and you see the flight of the ball right? and the the statistics related to the flight of the ball. And that's great for broadcast. But that same technology is something that we take to driving ranges across the world. And uh, we're now in 25 countries. And the way that we can have a global tournament is that that is a unifying technology that allows us to have a worldwide tournament on the same day across all time zones and across all countries. And uh, we just had a proof of concept last December, and 7,000 people from uh, from nearly the full number of countries, like 19 countries, except for places where there was so much snow, they, they couldn't do it. So it was, ended up being 19 countries, uh, all participated in a global tournament with leaderboards and the ability to trash talk with one another and yeah. have fun. So that was the global tournament of Top Tracer. It seems like you guys are intent on using technology to sort of galvanize golf fans or or golf participants is that something that that you talk about a lot in terms of when you talk about technology how do you talk about leveraging it as as a company well it is true to say that uh, bringing more technology to the game is something that has been a way for us to expand audience dramatically Mm -hmm. in part because you can make the game even more fun for people who aren't familiar with traditional golf and want a game that's maybe a little easier or a little more accessible or where you can win points and feel gratified in that way. But also, technology is a unifier on a social basis. And so a fair amount of it has to do with how you connect uh, with other people through social media uh, and and the like uh, after you've played or while you're playing. And so we integrate all of those things into the Top Golf experience. 
Whenever, again, like when, when I think about going to Top Golf, I think about uh, getting a beer. I think about um, getting something to eat. I, I think about hanging out with my friends. How, how, whenever you think about these different parts of your business, um, are, are you growing all of them at the same time? Are you focused on one that kind of grows the others? How, how do you think about growing the, the different parts yes. of your business? Well, we're focused on the entire experience. Okay. And so our, we believe that we can be better in every dimension of yeah. it. And it's really how they all go together. Yeah. And all the different types of occasions that people can come to Top Golf uh, for. For what it's worth, um, there are a couple of other parts of the business that would probably um, amplify that that statement a little bit, and let me let me tell you about them. So, in the case of swing suites, uh, that's the uh, indoor simulator top golf okay. that allows you to do it in an office building or in a bar or in a casino or in a hotel. And so, uh, for those who don't have um, any proximity to an outdoor driving range such as Trop Tracer or can't get to a Top Golf, uh, this is a technology that we can bring to the masses in more urban, dense environments. And the last part of the business uh, that I hadn't mentioned yet is Top Golf Media. And in Top Golf Media, you have World Golf Tour, which is the most uh, realistic golf game that you can play on uh, an app on your phone uh, or on a computer. And there's also Top Golf Studios that generates uh, original content video series. And we're very excited about the upcoming video series we're doing with uh, the celebrity and actor Will Smith mm-hmm. uh, because we believe that uh, shooting a great uh, video series with him uh, at a Top Golf will introduce still more people to the idea that, hey, maybe golf is something that I'd like to do. Uh, and if Will Smith is a person who enjoys it and is, makes it accessible to lots of different audiences, uh, maybe Top Golf is something that I would want to try as well. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think I think we've covered all the all the different parts of Top yeah. Golf. And, uh, it, it, you know, again, it, it's an exciting week because I think everybody here that, that that's a brand, that's a company, is intent on bringing in more people. And, and not only that, but making golf more exciting uh, for the people that are already in it. Yeah. And, and it sounds like that's what you guys are intent on as well. I think that's right. And to your point on technology, um, what's so fun about what technology can do is that a serious golfer, whether it's the mom or a dad, for example, or an uncle or an aunt, uh, can take a child or, or a friend of theirs that's not a golfer. And because of the games that you can play yeah. uh, on our technology, uh, there's something for everyone. And everyone can have a good time. Yeah. And so um, it's really the inclusiveness of Top Golf across uh, you know all spectrums of society uh, and people of varying uh, abilities uh, that that makes it I think something special and great for the game. Well, whenever my kids get old enough, we're gonna head down there. I'll take them out for a night to Top Golf. Dolph, thanks for your time. I wish you the best and uh, hope you have a good rest of the week. Thank you, Kyle. It's great to see you. Okay, welcome back to the 2020 PGA Merchandise Show. I'm here with uh, Andy Bell, CEO of Sun Ice. How are we doing, Andy? Uh, doing great. Doing great. It's a it's a busy show. It was a long walk. A little tired from the long walk from that end to this end, but yeah, doing good. What is so this week is it's kind of a, it's kind of crazy. There's a lot going it on, is. and you're meeting with all these people. You you forget people, and then you you have dinners, and there's just a ton going on. When you when you get done with this week, what do you look back on and you're like, okay, that's that's the thing I'm going to hold on to. That that's the fun part of being at the PGA show. But the, the social aspect of this and the, and the people you meet and you get to see. I mean, obviously, this is a gathering in the industry, and yeah. so th- this is a you know one of the, the perfect times to see everybody. And so we we approach the show a little differently. I mean, we what we really want is we want people to come in. Walk our booth, see our brands, understand it. But it can be a, an environment that's difficult to work in because it is hectic and there's a lot going on. So we, I think we do our best work with our reps on the road away, you know, with the clubs. Um, but we're always here. And we set ourselves up. If you When you walk through our booth, we set up basically a 2,400-square-foot retail store. Yeah. So we don't have rep stations and those kinds of things. And so, But we're here to, to deal with our retail partners. But we set ourselves up and merchandise our brands together in a way that we – can visually show them how we see ourselves um and it's wide open and easy access you don't feel like you're going through a tunnel to get somewhere or it's private or you know this is exclusive don't come in here um but it's a great experience to just to shake hands thank people for their support um you know and and just enjoy the social aspect of it so your company's interesting because you do have three different brands that you are are in charge of And, and and i'm curious about 
when when you think about that, what, what what are the difficulties that that creates, and then what are the advantages that you might have because you have three kind of separate yeah. brands? That's a really a really great question. So uh, we're all all three brands: um, Bobby Jones, yeah, Rule Eighteen, and Sun Ice, um, and they sit under our, our umbrella. Really, is called C three Brands: Clear, Compelling, Consistent. Um, the advantage of that is obviously we have back office um, synergies that we can share. Yeah. And, but when you look at the brands themselves, the, the beauty of the way this was put together is um, we like to see the industry in, in in simplistic vertical buckets. So I would tell you there's an athletic bucket, yeah. and you can pick all the brands that you would consider as athletic-inspired. Right. Um, there's a traditional space, classic space, and you can pick those brands out. And then there's contemporary. And so we feel like we have a brand that sits in each space. So Sun Ice for us clearly sits in the athletic, high-performance, high-technology space. Bobby Jones, clear, classic, uh, menswear-inspired. And Rule 18 is a contemporary take on Jones, you know, younger, trim-fit, tailored. And so we feel like we have brands that sit in each of those spaces. So depending upon what our retail partners are after, we feel like uh, we've asked our reps to be artists. So when you get a customer in the booth, that don't be confined by the brand or the label or and use the things that we have in our booth between Sun Ice and Jones and Rule 18 and build the best assortment, the best collection to meet the needs of that customer. So when you think about uh, these three different brands, uh, uh, when you think about the future, do they all have the same goals or are you setting different goals for where those those brands are headed? Uh, it, it, they all have the same. I mean, simplistically, we want them all to grow, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the, the easy part. But, no, they, they, do have, um, they do have different goals. And Sun Ice... Um, Again, very active, athletic lifestyle. And so it, we love, obviously we're here, we love the golf business, we're a part of it, but we also have a winter business and we have a great ski business and ski specialty retailers. We're building, um, you know, kind of a, an, an active outdoor lifestyle piece of it. You know, so whether it's running or biking or whatever you happen to be doing, we have product that, that works into that arena. We'll open our first uh, flagship store retail for Sun Ice in the American Dream Mall in New Jersey. If you've heard that story, there's an indoor ski hill. Uh, our store is next to that indoor ski hill. It's literally 28 degrees behind the wall, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool. They got the ski hill open in December, and, and uh, you know, things are good there. So I, I think that is, for us, for Sun Ice, the goal is to kind of, you know, break those borders and those perceptions of one just being a rainwear company because we make amazing Gore-Tex rainwear and products that have been used by the President's Cup teams and Ryder Cup teams and all those at the highest level of sport and to make sure that people realize how well-rounded that that brand is. What's what's the most common question you get about uh, the Bobby Jones brand? You, you know, it's the probably the one that comes up the most from everybody is how do you take... Uh, uh, and obviously a wonderful name. The Jones yeah. name carries so much weight in golf. He's done so many great things. Uh, obviously the legacy of the Masters and Augusta National, uh, the Bob Jones Award at the USGA. But if you look, all of your, everything you see about Jones is pictures from the 20s and 30s, really what was in heyday before he got sick and things. And so you've got knickers and ties and all the things that are totally relevant to the golf course today, yeah. right? There, there was no polyester. There was no, right, it wasn't, you didn't have the science behind it. And so I think that first question for a lot of people is, well, how do you translate that? Um, and our answer really to that is, is if you look at Jones, he retired in 1930, wins the Grand Slams, 28 years old, retires from competitive golf, really at the height of his career. Uh, Hollywood asked him to come out. He makes a series of uh, short 15-minute films for Warner Brothers. Uh, he was a, you know, two ticker tape parades down New York. He was a great man of style of that period. And so it's not about taking what he wore then. Yeah. The, the idea here is if you were to take that young, vibrant Bobby Jones from 1930 at 28 years old and drop him into 2020, what would he be? Yeah. What would he look like? What would he wear? And so that's really the vision for Jones. And so I think we have amazing performance fabrics. We have beautiful cotton fabrics. We have... Uh, cashmere's and wools and kind of everything in between, um, you know, for selling a, a men's better men's specialty business versus performance for the golf course. So I think when you come at it that way and realize if you did bring Jones today, like th- he was a cool guy, right? Like so he'd be relevant, he'd be modern, he'd understand what was going on. And so we come at it that way and try and deliver style that we believe um, would be right for Jones in 2020. It makes you wonder what. So this is the 90th anniversary of his Grand Slam win. It, it makes is. You, it makes you wonder what in. 2110 on the 90th anniversary of 
this year somebody yeah. will be trying to do for a golfer of this era. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's very true. And where does you know fashion's a funny thing, and that it, it all comes back yeah. around. Um, you know, I was in New York recently, and, and there's a great Gatsby thing going on, and you're seeing these big <laughs> pleated pants yeah. coming back. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know that the world's ready for that yet, but <laughs> but we'll see. So no, I, I think you're right. I think you know you when you get iconic figures like that, yeah. and obviously we have them at this time. And you're right, as the, as their careers evolve and ultimately they'll pass, like how are they remembered and yeah. and how are their legacies carried on? And so that's part of our responsibility with Jones, quite honestly. And I think what is you have we have such a passion for the family and obviously a great relationship with the jones heirs um they're wonderful to work with but we have a responsibility to their legacy and the, to the jones name and and making sure that we uphold all of those things that are right with jones you know character integrity honor respect they're not old ideas yeah. right they're, those are those are really good values we probably could use a whole lot more of them in the world today at times <laughs> Um, I think maybe we don't talk about them as much. Yeah. Um, but we, we feel that responsibility. Um, and it's not a burden for us. We, we really carry that torch with pride um, and feel good about it. So I, I think that's that um, that's fun, too, for us, is yeah. to, to to make sure that he stays. Re- our, our goal is to make sure that Jones is forever relevant yeah. in, in whatever it is that we do and, and carry that legacy on so that kids 100 from years from now, yeah. obviously, are looking back at Tiger Woods, but 100 years before that are realizing what Jones did as an amateur golfer. I mean, the, the stories of what he did on the golf course are unbelievable yeah. in that period. And so you're right. It's the 90th anniversary. We're coming up on um, – it's an interesting decade for the family because if you look at uh, 1923, Jones' career is kind of built into the seven lean years and the seven fat years, yeah. right? And so 1923 will be the 100th anniversary of his first U.S. Open victory. And then obviously through that next seven years – there's a lot that happens. Yeah. And if you look at that seven-year period, I, and my numbers might be a little off and they shouldn't be, but uh, played in 21 majors of that time, right, which were the two amateurs right. and the, the two opens, and won like 16 of them, you know, finished second twice. And, you know, obviously one of our favorite stories is you know, costing himself the 25 open by calling the penalty yeah. when the ball moved, which is all the genesis of Rule 18. Yeah. Right, that when that penalty at that time was doesn't exist anymore, but was Rule 18. Yeah. Um, and that's for that again. That who are you when no one's watching? Right. When when no one is looking, what do you do? Um, and Jones proved it time and time again that he was the ultimate man of character. Yeah. Right. And so that those are those are fun. You know, the, be- the beauty of it too today is you know social media. If you have a celebrity on your product or on your brand. You're worried every day, <laughs> right? Like you get up tomorrow, and this thing could go bad because. Yeah. I mean, take your pick, right? You're, I can you're guarantee, good. I can guarantee you this: there is no Twitter post that I'm worried about tomorrow from Mr. Jones that's going to create a problem for us. That's good. So it, it's a that's a good place to be. Yeah, right? for sure. We worry about a lot of things. We do not have to worry <laughs> about that. Well, the clothes are great too. I had a Bobby Jones shirt on yesterday. The sun awesome. ice today. So, yeah. No, uh, you guys, you guys look good. Yeah. You wear it well. It's great. It's yeah. great. So best of luck this week. Thanks, thanks. for stopping by. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Okay. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. Thank thanks you. for your time. Dave Neville uh, of Callaway, senior manager, senior director. <laughs> I knew I'd mess it up. Senior director, of brand management. Dave, how's your week going? You got it. It's a busy week. People are so fired up about the new Maverick line and. It's always good to see the energy around the golf industry this time of year. What's your favorite? Because there's so much, there's so many different things going on this week. You've got dinners, you're meeting people, you're presenting. What's what's the moment in the week where you're like, man, this is this is fun. This is what I like doing. Yeah, is it I, sitting down with me? <laughs> that's part of it. That's part <laughs> of it. Um, no, I would say it's right before the show kicks off on Wednesday. We we have a little team meeting for our marketing team to get together to get the energy up, and it's right before everybody has come, kind of do a final walk through the the booth, see what it looks like, and you just get pumped up yeah. uh, for the week. That's cool. Uh, so the the Maverick line, mm-hmm. um, I think I first saw it. I can't remember where it was, but I think Xander was playing. Yes, it. he was the first one. Was he the first yep. one? Okay, mm-hmm. that's when I first saw it. And 
the thing that I've been curious about since I saw that is where the name came from. Yeah, so the name is really interesting. We've been wanting to use the name for a while. It goes back to our founder, Mr. Calloway, Ely okay. Calloway. Whenever anybody would talk about Mr. Calloway, they always called him a maverick. He was a maverick in what he did with the product, with the marketing, with the sales. And so we've been wanting to use maverick for a while. And people say, well, why'd you shorten it up to M-A-V-R-I-K? Do you guys not know how to spell or something like that? And no, we do know how to spell, but when <laughs> you put the Maverick logo on a tour bag or a hat, it's a pretty long word, yeah, Maverick, yeah. and we also wanted to be able to trademark it. So we went with M-A-V-R-I-K, which is easy to pronounce, but the whole line is about this idea of unconventional thinking and doing things in ways that we've never done before. The Maverick line, uh, the name, the other question I had about that is how far out uh, in terms of years, do you guys have planned uh, the names? Because I know, you know, there's a lot that goes into that in terms of marketing, in terms of, uh, you know, the trademarking, cre- the, yeah, the creators yeah. of the of the line and all that stuff. How far out in advance do you guys have those? It depends on the product, okay. right? So some of the big lines, you know, we we have them maybe two to four years okay. um, out, but um, uh, some of the smaller lines, you know, we're, we're it, the naming process is difficult. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. And so that's why you see a lot of companies, they'll go with, like, the number of the year yeah. and a, a letter and a number, you know, because yeah. it's just it's easier to iterate uh, off of that. But with this line, Rogue was our previous line. Right. It did extremely well for us. People say, why don't you just continue with the Rogue? But this whole line is so different, so unique. We really wanted to go with the Maverick name. What's the biggest difference? Well, the biggest difference is we've taken AI, artificial intelligence, and machine learning and applied it all the way across the board. Okay. So last year with the Epic Flash driver, it was our first driver ever to use artificial intelligence in in the face, AI face for the first time. Just in the past year, we've more than doubled our investment in AI, and now we've applied AI not just to the driver, but to the fairway wood, to the iron and the hybrid, and it's not just in each model, but it's in every loft of every model. So just a massive, massive undertaking versus last year. When you say applied AI, and I'm, and I'm looking at these clubs, what, what does that mean to the... Because I think broadly people know what that means, mm-hmm. but s- specifically when you talk about that, when you talk about the club, what does that mean to apply AI to a club? Yeah, so people hear about AI, you know, and it's a buzzword that's out there all the time, and Google and Amazon, and Alexa, and Tesla with their driverless cars. Those are all software iterations of artificial intelligence. We've actually put it into a consumer product, particularly into the face. So what the AI and this investment in supercomputing allows us to do is so many more iterations of the club and the face yeah. versus where we were before. So previously, we would do, say, maybe five to seven iterations uh, of a face, and then whatever was the best one, we went with it. Now with a supercomputer, we do 15, 20, 30,000 iterations yeah. of the face in less time. And that allows us to be way further ahead than where we previously were in in club design. When you talk about the face, is that uh, is that loft? Is that um, density? I mean, I'm just using it, words. It, I don't know what they mean, but, but it, it has to do with all of the characteristics of the face. Because what you need to do with the supercomputer, guess what? Supercomputer doesn't know how to play golf, so we have to program it right. and tell it what we want. Where do we want the ball speed? What do we want the durability to be? What do what do we want the, the spin rate? So we give it four, five, six, seven different constraints, and then we let the thing go. Yeah. And it's this idea of machine learning. So what you'll see if you look kind of behind the scenes, behind the face of the driver, you'll see these ripples and bumps in the face that you would never see in another driver. Just totally non-intuitive. Yeah. And that's what the AI has allowed us to do. Where It's just a huge leap forward from where we were before. And so when you're doing that machine learning and that artificial intelligence and applying it to the clubs, how do you marry that with uh, player feedback or player testing as you're kind of going along the Yeah, the so w- what the AI allows us to do is so many more prototypes than we've done before. And we're able to test those in the system and then figure out which ones are the best ones. And then we do 3D prototyping. We have 3D printers, rapid prototyping. And then we'll make tooling. We'll make them out of metal. We'll test them with our tour players, guys like Xander Shoffley. We'll test them with consumers. And we have this kind of feedback process going all of the time. Who comes to Callaway with more ideas as a player? Is it Phil or is it everybody, every other Callaway player combined? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I think I might take the over on Phil. You know, Phil, uh, we, we laugh about it because we have our Ely Callaway Performance Center where we do all of our testing. He's the only tour player that has a badge that works at the, at the <laughs> ECPC. And he is not afraid to come in and grind on his own wedges or try things. 
Phil's always looking for that edge, and he has tons of ideas. And, for example, we have the PM grind, the Phil Mickelson uh, wedge, and he basically helped design that yeah. with Roger Cleveland in R&D. When you talk about the different uh, sort of products that are here, you've got your, your fairway woods, you've got your driver, you've got your irons. I presume there are different teams working on each of those those products. How, how much are they communicating, and what's that collaboration like? Yeah, I mean, they all sit right near each other. They're all, they're all together. We have the largest R&D in all of golf, so we have 120 people working in R&D, you know, and people say, oh, it's not rocket science. Well, yes, actually, it is rocket science because <laughs> we have rocket scientists who work for us, uh, PhDs in physics, in, in metallurgy, and these design teams. And so the Woods team is one team, and the Irons and Hybrids team is another team, the Wedge team, the Putter team, but they all sit together, so there's a lot of collaboration and we take some of the best ideas. For example, last year in the driver, we used AI for the first time in the driver. Yeah. Now that's in irons, and now that's in hybrids for the first time. So those teams are working together and saying, what can we apply the best ideas to these other models? Before I let you go, i got to get your – what's your favorite club in the bag out of out of all the new Maverick uh, line? The new the new one, the one that I'm really excited about is the fairway wood and, and the Max fairway wood in particular. Is that I what think. I'm holding right You're here? You're holding the standard. So the, okay. the Max is going to be similar, but it has an even more shallow face. It's a shape we've never done before. Here's the thing you might know about fairway woods. People have a hard time hitting them yes. off the turf, yes. hard time hitting them off the air. So we took a totally different design with this Max, a very shallow face. It has a lower leading edge to make it really easy to launch. It's also got a weighting system that is our first ever draw fairway wood. Okay. We, we can actually, if you're fighting a slice, you can put it in a draw position. It's really going to help you. So I'm excited about the, the whole line, but when you have a, a model, a product that you've really never had something like yeah. that before, that gets me pumped. Well, we're going to finish up. I'm going to go test these. Yes. we we got a simulator back there. So uh, I appreciate your time, and best of luck the rest of the week. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'm here with Dan Murphy, uh, CEO and President of Bridgestone Golf. We're just talking about Tiger Woods uh, starting at Torrey Pines this week. Tiger's been uh, a great benefit for you guys. Oh, man, Tiger's Tiger's the guy that moves the needle. We've yeah. been so fortunate to have him as one of our staff members. And, you know, we, we actually have a long relationship with him, uh, with Tiger. We we actually supplied his golf ball for quite a few years, even before he came to us in, uh, in 2016. So we love Tiger. Tiger knows us. And... When he was looking to choose a new golf ball in 16, he, we were the first ones to call. And I want to get to that golf ball in a second. What, what, uh, first of all, what is your favorite thing about working with somebody like Tiger? He's so meticulous. He's so detail-oriented. <laughs> he's so good. How, how, how does that relationship well, work? He makes our job easier, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're in, the, in the business to sell golf balls, and he moves the needle for us. Yeah. I mean, uh, and so there's that benefit. But also, we're really a product company. We, we, we don't overpower the market with marketing and spend. So to have a guy like Tiger help us develop better product is a, is a huge key. And he had a huge role in this product that we were introducing here at the PGA show. Yeah, tell me about the ball because you, you've got, you've got a ball there that's Tiger specific and then we've got another one that's, uh, more Fred Couple specific. That's I want to, I want to talk true. about both. Yeah, well, of those. we're all about fitting. Yeah. Fitting the right ball to the player is, is very important. So, uh, we have quite a few staff players, but sometimes they don't all play the same ball. And we talk about that with consumers a lot as well, that picking the, the best ball for your game helps you optimize your game. And that's that's super important to do. And, and Tiger and, and Fred, they don't fit in the same ball anymore. Yeah. And there's reasons <laughs> for it because they have different swing characteristics. But, uh, yeah, this new ball that we have now, it's uh, I'm going to do more than talk about it. I'm going to give you a dozen. Oh, there we go. We got I heard that. you're a good player. That's you great. To, you Thank need, you. You need to tee it up. But, Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's a, it has a new cover technology. Okay. It's called Reactive Cover, and Tiger really helped us develop this. Uh, it's actually, a, to some degree, a smart material. Smart in that with a wedge, it stays soft. Yeah. Like a low-energy impact, it stays soft for a lot of control, and Tiger loves that. But for a, a, a driver with a higher swing speed and a higher amount of energy, it firms up and creates more rebound. So it gives us the opportunity with this new cover to do... You know, traditionally, when you're when you're designing a golf ball, you could make choices, right? A little more distance meant a little less spin. Right, right. And a little more spin meant a little less distance. Yeah. What this technology allows us is to stretch the parameters on both sides of spin and distance at the same time. Yeah. So we're really excited about it. Tiger, you asked me before, what's great about Tiger is he is an amazing gearhead. He yeah. loves oh, yeah. 
technology and he loves testing. Getting time with Tiger is tough. <laughs> Getting time to test new product with Tiger is not tough. Yeah, that's... he likes to do it and, and he's really, really good at it. He can tell us information that our machines... Uh, he can tell us what the spin rate is before the machines can tell us. Yeah, that's kind of his wheelhouse. Now, uh, it's a different ball that Fred Couples is, is kind of involved with. Well, how, how does how do you differentiate this ball with this one well, in terms of the way you talk about we it? We tell consumers to think about their swing speed. And the, this is a above 105 mile an hour swing speed, and this okay. one is below 105. Which one are you? I'm definitely below. <laughs> Used to do that some time ago, but it's been a while. I've been sitting in the office too much yeah, to, to, yeah. to mess with that. But uh, the slower swing speed will um, uh, will um, will come off the driver face much quicker at a slower swing speed. Yeah, and you can you can actually have a compression of a golf ball that's too firm for a for a particular player. You know, obviously with pro swing speeds and and high speed pro swing speed players, a firmer compression makes a little more sense for them. So you could see both of these balls at Augusta National this year. Oh, you will, you will. <laughs> Freddie's actually playing a. A yellow one, okay, so uh, okay. we're going to be really excited uh, to uh, to see him have that in play at, uh, at Augusta. It's yeah. really, really exciting for us. And then the other thing you got going on uh, is, as I understand, uh, turning your phone into a launch monitor. Tell me about how that works. You can works. do that. It's called V-Fit, okay. video fitting. And, you know, we pioneered ball fitting years ago, and we'd go out into the world with live ball fitting teams and engage people on a launch monitor, just like the pros. And what we noticed is that the pros keep in touch with their coach via their phone. Yeah. Right? So if someone's off, like Matt Kuchar won in Malaysia, and I was talking to his coach earlier during the show, and he said, yeah, Matt was having a little bit of a hitch in his swing, and he couldn't quite figure it out. So from Malaysia, he filmed his swing, and he sent it in to Texas where Chris O'Connell's coach is. And from that, Chris was able to coach him through. Well, we're making the same thing, the same kind of thing available. If you film your swing and you go to BridgestoneGolf.com, you can upload that video, and we'll have a one-to-one, person-to-person coaching session on what ball is right for you and be able to return to you all kinds of cool data about your swing, launch angle, spin rate, total distance, and, and what ball in our lineup would be best for you. So all I need is, is I understand, all I need is my phone and these balls. I'm good to go. Oh, man, you're going to take 10 strokes off, whatever. <laughs> What's your handicap now? Uh, it's like a, it's like a soft 12. Soft 12. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you down to a two. No problem. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, what else you got going on this week? It's a, it's a busy week. It's a lot of fun. A lot of energy here. Oh, uh, man. How, how has it been for you? Well, I love the PGA show. Yeah. You know, it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, you're kind of throwing your heart and your soul out there on the table. And, uh, and the good news is the reaction from our customers has been so good. That's you know, good. There's two reasons that we really come. Interact with our customers and interact with the media. And so opportunities like this yeah. are wonderful. We're really thankful for this. But also the equipment writers really write up in right. great detail. They kind of put us through the test as yeah. to how, how we're explaining our technology and help us amplify that. So the media has been a huge success. And uh, and the kickoff to this product has been a success with our customers. And, and you know, we've been talking about Tiger and this ball. I, you know, I think the thing that everybody thinks about with Tiger right now is thinking about him winning the Masters last year. And I yeah. know that I know that was a... That was a huge thing for your company, but also for yourself personally. Tell me about well, uh, just kind of how that played out. Just to see him come back. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm as, a, a, as a fan. I'm a golf fan first. Yeah. Um, so to see him come back was just so dramatic, and I shared that moment with everybody. And there's only four times in my life that I've cried. <laughs> That's not true. But four times that I'll talk about is uh, my, I have three children, and I remember crying at each of their birth, and I cried when Tiger won the, the Masters last year. Yeah. So. Wait until this year when he does it again. <laughs> that, would, that would be great for you guys once again. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's been a fun week. Uh, it, we love hearing about uh, your products and the exciting things that uh, that you've go, got going on. And good luck with that uh, back-to-back Masters win. Maybe oh, Fred man. Couples will win it. Well, maybe maybe they're Fred and Tiger in a playoff. <laughs> that, that would be good for <laughs> that would be good for all of us. Welcome back to the 2020 PGA Merchandise Show. We're winding down here. My name's Kyle Porter with CBS Sports HQ. We've got Klaus Eldrup here. I'm That's getting right. better. You're getting every better. Time, every yeah. time I say yeah. it, I'm getting better. It's, You're the CEO of Trackman, Klaus. How has the week been for you guys? I think it's been a good week. Good. A very good week. So um, we've enjoyed it. Yeah, that's awesome. So one of the things I want to talk about that, that uh, we've kind of been participating in this week, because we've got a, a Trackman device right behind here and an indoor simulation, that's something that you guys have been working on developing over the last few years. Tell me more about that. 
Ja, yeah, the um, indoor market or sim- golf simulator market, as you call it, is growing very, very fast yeah. these days. And I think one of the reasons is that uh, the quality of indoor golf is so much better than it was years years ago. Yeah. I mean, personally, I wouldn't have spent a lot of time in a simulator, you know, five, ten years ago. But today, it's it's a very, very good experience. And and the reason for that is that you have a very, very good tracking device uh, with TrackMan. You have very realistic graphics uh, yeah. in front of you. And a very friendly environment. So it's it's a very true uh, experience. How big a part of, uh, of your business has that become? Because I, I know that this is a... It's a business, you know, I think when we think about it, we think, oh, professionals, and we think uh, guys that uh, take the device out on the range and work on their game, but how, how much has the indoor kind of become part of your business? I'm not sure I want to answer that question uh, that precise, but I can tell you <laughs> that, that uh, the indoor market is growing much faster yeah. than the outdoor market. I mean, uh, and you can also put it this way, the indoor, the outdoor market is relatively limited. I mean, there's yeah. X thousand uh, uh Teachers in the right. world, and uh, but the indoor market. I mean, there's there's 60 million golf players. Many of those, you know, could have a simulator at home. So so it's a much much bigger market than uh, than the outdoor market. And in terms of the so, so the thing we've been doing back here, there's a there's a par three deal you can do. Uh, you can do the driving range. Sure. There's a bunch of different courses. Is that that software piece of it? Is that continuing to be developed where you're adding more courses and more games and stuff like that? We definitely are. Uh, I mean, um, we, we have added probably 40 new courses over the last year. Okay. We're adding courses all the time. Okay. Another trend is, I mean, many golf courses uh, in U.S., Canada, Northeast U.S., you know, why should a golf course close down September, October? Right. And people come back in, in March, April. Why not have something uh, yeah. for the winter? So many, many golf courses have, you know, three or four simulators. And then they want their own course uh, for their members to play. Yeah. So we can actually create a course uh, relatively easy. We have a drone that, that flies over the course, and we get the topography very, very precisely. And then we can create uh, a course down to uh, very, very small detail uh, within within probably a week. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So I didn't know that. No, no. That's, that's, that's what we do. That's really yeah. cool. Also, when you see a PGA Tour uh, tournaments and so on, when you see these flyovers, that's uh, that's also that's your technology. Done, done the same way. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, so uh, again, like I, I think that we think about Trapman, we think about guys using it on the range. What, what kind of feedback do you get from pros, from teachers, uh, in terms of like, um, hey, maybe uh, this is what I love about the product, or this is what this is how it's most beneficial to me that you hear and you're like, that's awesome. That's what we're trying to do with Trapman. <clears throat> I think the funny thing is, in the beginning, you know, they were most interested in the carry. And, of course, every pro wants to know exactly yeah. how far he hits the right. ball. So that's that's a kind of, of key component of, of any tour professional pra- practicing. But the exciting thing is that uh, today they actually understand all these details that, to be perfectly honest, they didn't understand years ago. So you have these tour pros now talking attack angle, club path. Uh, smash factor. Direction, smash factor, all these things, they, they know that now. Yeah. So, so they call us about very, very specific questions yeah. and present us with data, you know, what's going on here and so on. It, it's actually pretty amazing. So th- that has completely changed over the last, let's say, five, six years. What is Smash Factor? Can you explain that to me? Well, Smash Factor is, is just how much, uh, you know, basically it's a question about how much sender uh, are you hitting the ball, so okay. how much energy can you transfer. Okay. So with a given club head speed, let's say 100 uh-huh. club head speed, how much ball speed can you create? Okay. If you can create 150 miles per hour ball speed on 100 miles per hour club speed, your smash factor is 1.5. Okay. If okay. you can only create 140 miles per hour ball speed with 100 miles per hour club speed, your smash factor is 1.4. And the difference there is if you hit the ball straight in the center, you can create 1.5. So it's, it's the energy that's transferred exactly. from your club into Ex- the ball. Exactly. The, the efficiency. What's a good What's a good smash factor? For a driver, the optimal is 1.5. Okay. You basically can't get much higher. Okay. And uh, then it goes down, the smash factor. Uh, let's say with a, with a 6-iron or 7-iron, you can probably create a smash factor of 1.38, 1.4. Okay. This might be the highlight of my week, talking smash factors with the CEO of TrackMan. Yeah. This is This is fantastic. <laughs> so tell me about, we talked about indoor a little bit. We've talked about how pros and teachers are using this. You guys have clearly evolved over the last five, ten years. What, what does the future look like? What, 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 where, where is your business, where is your company headed in terms of development into the future? 
We are very technology driven. Yeah. I mean, we have um, 180 engineers, you know, working at home in Denmark. Yeah. On you know new things, so we have lots of ideas coming, and and the product uh, you know TrackMan has evolved a lot over the last 10, 15 years. We're now on what we call our fourth generation TrackMan. Yeah. And uh, it's it's very different from the product we launched in 2005, 2006. Um, I mean, today we have both radar tracking, mm-hmm. but we also have camera tracking. So yeah. there's both radars in there, actually two radars and one camera, all tracking the ball at the same time. And in some cases, uh, you know, uh, radar is the best. In other cases, the, 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 the camera part is the best. But if you combine them, you can get, uh, you can do really cool things. How, how does that, how does that, inter- that kind of technology interact with how, uh, like, our phones and our iPads have evolved? Is, is that something that you guys take into account? It has, I mean, the whole development, um, you know, within the smartphone area has definitely helped us a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just take an example like cameras right, uh, in, right. in an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a super help for us uh, that these cameras are as good as they are today because we can have a we can have an iPhone placed around the player. Yeah. And we control that iPhone. Yeah. From um, our software, meaning that you hit a shot. And the radar uh, registers this was exactly time of impact. Yeah. And then we cut a piece of the video and store together with the data. Okay. So you don't need to stand there and, you know, start the camera right. and stop the camera. This camera could just stream. Yeah. And we just take the radar in piece and store it together with the data. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been a great chat. I'm going to go work on my Smash Factor back here at this uh, at this simulator. Good luck. Klaus, hey, have a great rest of the week. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for having me here. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. Here with Henry Johnson, the CEO, founder, inventor. How many? Do you have any other titles? That should do. Of FlightScope, <laughs> Henry, how's it going? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Has it been a good week so far? Yes, it's been uh, better than before. So we are outperforming our previous results, and uh, we're very happy. It's That's been good. Going well, thanks. this is what 16 in a row, I think you said. Yes, first time was 2004. What's? How has the show evolved in that time from 2004 to, to 2020? When we started in 2004, um, you know, people would look at our technology and say, hey, so does this measure club eight speed? <laughs> and um, the understanding of data and how to use it in teaching, footing, and improvement, um, that whole game has changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has. And, and you see, you know, I, I, it's interesting because, you know, we're talking, and even in the last, you know, two, three, four, five years, it seems like the technology that you guys are using in terms of what you can provide to amateurs and what you can provide to pros like Bryson, even in that time, it seems like it's evolved a lot. Absolutely. You know, um, if I take where we are now, let's start at the top with the Flyscope X3, the big one here. Um, You know, when I work with Bryson, um, I find requirements that maybe people don't even know exist. Right. Um, a part that is very demanding. It's fun working with him. And last year at the Genesis, um, we figured out that we needed to do something called the environmental optimizer where we can actually uh, use the air density, wind speed, wind direction, and then basically from all your shots and all your clubs, you can actually determine exactly what you need in terms of distance control and even lateral control, Yeah. Uh, which is huge. Yeah. Um, people don't really know the effect of wind speed, right. wind direction, and air density because weather changes. Yeah. So that we've done, and that's amazing to see. And even Bob Watson is using that for his uh, distance planning and so on for weather and days. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I want you to tell me about the, uh, I think we've got the, is this the Mevo Plus? Is that oh right? Oh, yeah. This is the latest uh, so edition. So this, this one is probably not for me, right? This is, I mean, maybe. But this this is the one that I would be more apt to use, right? Yes. Okay. Tell me about this one because this is, this is new. Yeah. So the, the Mevo Plus is... Um, in the $2,000 range, just under $2,000. And basically what we decided there to do was to provide an accurate system uh, that's full 3D. It's immediate in its feedback, and you, it comes uh, already bundled with five golf courses that you can play on your iPhone, your iPad, and so on. Um, and um, those are like memberships for life on five yeah. golf courses, yeah. 17 practice tees, and a, and a fun game. Um, and it's extremely accurate. And it's, I would say, it's the fastest in terms of response time of anything that I've seen out there in terms of, say, golf simulator. But with that, you also get a, an app that you can run on your iPhone yeah. and so on. And you can clip videos automatically. You get a lot of data. Um, and there's also some feature where you can set parameters. Say if you want to control your launch angles, 
um, with your wedges. And you want to hit, say, between 20 and 30 degrees. You can set bounds, minimum, maximum, and then it'll go green or red, in or out. Uh, you can do that with one or many parameters. And so the instant feedback, I think, would be great for learning. So for myself, um, I learn more by playing, which I do not so often, um, uh, compared to hitting balls in the range. Yeah. So, but now I can actually take my iPhone or iPad and I can actually take the Flyscope Mevo 2 on the range. Yeah. And actually play golf courses. So I can play quicker than I play a normal game, but I can be in the same mode of, hey, I have to perform every shot counts. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that for people like myself, um, you know, there's a learning experience that is now affordable. Um, it's easy. You can put it in your golf bag. It's very light and it's affordable. What's the most important piece of data when you're talking about that? Because it gives you all these numbers, and I, and I, and I tried it out yesterday, and it's incredible. But it, there are times when I'm looking at the data, it can be overwhelming. What, what's the one, or maybe two or three, that you look at and you're like, okay, that is important. And maybe that depends on what you're working on. But for somebody who's a 12 handicap trying to get down to a single digit or a five, what, what are the ones that, that you would suggest looking at? I wouldn't say that there's a single one because um, at the end of the day, um, it's all about, um, you know, what's going to cause you to score or to lose. Yeah. In other words, let's call it, you know, what Mark Brody brought out, strokes, strokes gain. gain. So literally, there is a strokes gain for every player, for yeah. every shot. Right. And uh, what we need to determine, that you can determine with your coach or by yourself if you can, is to, you know, what's going to help me in terms of scoring and improving my game. And it depends on you. Yeah. Um, so I would say that, um, you know, the best that I would say is that you actually have to play a few simulated games on the flight scope. Yeah. So go, because you can also putt in the simulated game with the flight scope Mevo Plus. And um, so go from tee to green, play a few golf courses, look at your scores, see where you, wha- how you did. Yeah. And then you can analyze um, maybe with somebody if you don't do it yourself and determine where you, wh- where you need to work on. And then you can distill it down to, it could be, for instance, starting direction. Yeah. Now, I know that Claude Harmon is very, very strong on starting direction. So, you know, and maybe maybe it's just a matter of that. Or yeah. it, might be, it might be just ball striking in general that's a problem. So uh, it's very difficult to just go for one yeah. parameter. But I would say that if you, if you find out where you are lacking, then the nice thing is you can actually dial in one parameter at a time because we can't really work on too many things at the same time. So right. I would put bounds, like I've explained, in the app to say, okay, let's look at, say, uh, starting direction. Yeah. And hone that in. Okay. And then, you know, go through that skills exercise um, and then work from there. Interesting. Uh, okay, so one thing we were talking about earlier, and, and I want I want to get, uh, I want to hear more about this. You guys are, are, are doing some stuff on the European tour in terms of, I think it's creating data around uh, where shots are hit and, and, and how, how, how guys are playing these courses. What, what's going on there? All right, so IMG Arena contracted FlightScope to develop technology for collecting everything about the game uh, on the European tour. And so we created all the digital radios, and we've got like 85 people on the ground, and um, we created all the technology, inclusive of FlightScope Green Cam, where we get the ball location, geolocation on the greens, like to 41 millimeters to the flag, the hole. And so within two seconds, this, the data is delivered to IMG Arena in, in London. Um, and so basically, um, even the live scoring, that's also now being done uh, through the FlightScope apps. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a whole suite of development that, you know, took the best part of two years. You know, one year of building or, you know, developing and then one year of rehearsing. So that's a huge project with, um, it, you know, it's also very risky. But, I mean, I think our company and the boys and girls have done a great job in executing that. Yeah. So when you think about 16 years from now, your 32nd PGA show that, you, that you're here for, what does Flight Scope look like? I mean, think about how much it's evolved from 04 yeah. to, to 2020. Yeah. What is it going to look like in 2036? What, where, where, where is this company and, and, and where is the vision of your company headed? So we have a, a milestone, which is the uh, 16th of April, 2021. Okay. And so internally, we have a milestone, and we basically want to be in a position where we are the go-to company in terms of sports analytics and data you can trust. Um, so we're all about, you know, accurate data, data you can trust and verify. 
Um, and, you know, we're in, in tennis. Yeah. Uh, we do more than 240 tournaments around the world. We have a new tennis coaching system. Um, we are in baseball, pitching, hitting. Uh, we're in cricket. Yeah. Um, we're in a whole bunch of sports, like even uh, field throws for athletics. We, You'll see us with the Olympic team on field throws yeah. preparing for the Tokyo Olympics as well, you know, discus, hammer, ha- you know, javelin, shot put, that kind of stuff. So anything that moves in sport, we can track. And it's just a matter of is there a need, and we'll get involved, and we can provide accurate data, and that's that's where we play in the future. As a company, you know, from where we came, uh, we came from Defense 1989 and developed systems for tracking, you know, all kinds of yeah. ammunition from guns. And then in the 90s, we did cricket, then we did tennis, and then 2001, we had our first flight scope demonstration here at the PGA Tour yeah. in Ponte Vedra Beach. But where we are now, um, I say I would say that it's exciting stuff. We're a happy company. We're a happy team. We have 22 people here in Orlando. You know, We are 22 developers in Poland, and we've got 176 now tournaments division in Poland. And we've got 63 back in Stellenbosch, South Africa. And um, it's a happy bunch. You know, it's a fantastic, happy family, um, great teamwork. And I think uh, from everything that we do, um, we have happy customers. And um, I think what, what stands out for me is that the teamwork and the team spirit in the company is fantastic. And, yeah. and that I really enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully... We'll both be here in 2036. I hope so. To, to chat again about where Flightscope <laughs> is going. Thanks for your time, Henry. Thank you, Carl. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank yeah. you. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast, And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.